Welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast, hosted by me, Carolina Sopran. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach, a Pilates instructor with a background in science and a master's in medical radiations. I'm your stress buster chick, chatting all things stress, helping you, the modern woman, create more balance, calmness and health in life. I used to be just like you, running on adrenaline, stressed 24-7 and a professional perfectionist in all aspects of life. Over the last couple of months, I have wanted to create a platform for stressed, stuck and professional women just like you, empowering and nurturing you to live your most balanced life. I have learned and come up with some amazing tools to help bring more zen into your everyday life. Enjoy. Hello darlings and welcome to season two, episode seven of the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode because I have another beautiful guest on the podcast. Gemma Lee is a renowned period coach, menstrual cycle educator and speaker. For the past decade, Gemma's been teaching women from all over the world her life-changing menstrual cycle secrets and just how a woman's period is way more powerful than she realizes. She believes that menstrual cycle education and body awareness for women of all ages is the missing element for women's health, vitality, confidence, and empowerment. Through Gemma's self-paced full immersion online courses, workshops, and retreats, she unboxes the often misunderstood menstrual cycle so that women finally understand how their body actually works and begin to feel in control of their life. Her signature program, Well Women Academy, has guided women from over 22 countries. Known as the down-to-earth, raw and authentic teacher who makes periods fun, her teachings are analogy-filled, helping to make the complicated stuff practical, easy and memorable. Located in Australia, Gemma's a full-time human who spends her day coaching, dancing and creating. In this episode, Gemma and I talk about the four phases of the menstrual cycle, how to effectively track your periods, how tracking your period can help you feel empowered, how you can reconnect to your body through your menstrual cycle, how to allow your body to communicate to you what it needs, and how stress impacts the quality of your flow and your period. I'm so excited to have Gemma on the show and make sure you visit her Instagram page and her website because she actually will be in Melbourne in a couple of weeks in the West. Um, So if you want to check her out and you want to connect with Gemma, she will be down in Melbourne. Hope you enjoyed the episode and remember life is for living, not stressing. You are too blessed to be stressed. Hello, gorgeous Gemma. Welcome to the Too Blessed to be Stressed podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited too. Um, I love talking about all of these topics. Amazing. So one of the first questions that I've been asking all of the guests on the show is what is the one thing that you do often that helps you manage your stress levels and create balance in your life? Good question. The one thing, I'll give you two. The biggest things for me um, are 
One, connecting with nature for me, living on the Gold Coast in Australia, that's the origin. So I'm, I have a, a goal. It's not a masculine-based goal, but my, I, I aim to swim in the ocean every day of the year. So um, for me, that definitely just washes everything off. And the other one would be yoga amazing and I love nature too like I think it's so grounding and I think we don't enjoy nature enough like we're so lucky Australia has some amazing sites and I think particularly if you're living in the city we just don't enjoy it enough you're spot on it it's very underappreciated Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And so I would like to know a little bit more about you, and I'm sure the audience would love to know more about you. How did you start your coaching business? What made you become a coach? And what really made you focus on menstrual cycles? Because that's obviously your niche. Three questions in one. So (laughs) the first... The first one is I became a coach in 2013. Um, I've been in the health and nutrition industry for 16, 17 years this year, and I feel really old when I say that. Ah. But um, I have been in the industry, industry itself for a long time, and in 2013 I decided to kind of go out into the coaching realm. Um, but it wasn't until I came off the contraceptive pill, which I was on for 12 years, that I lost my cycle, so I lost my period. I was amenorrheic, and then I discovered I had PCOS. But through that process that I then went on a self-discovery journey of the menstrual cycle and understanding it and learning more about it and trickling that through my already running coaching business that I had, it literally just kind of became what I was always talking about. And then I went on to study a few other bits and pieces and I just ended up niching around menstrual cycles. And so now I'm the the girl that grew up as a tomboy and had GI Joes instead of Barbie dolls and was very athletic and did all the sports with my brothers and didn't thoroughly, you know, jump for the joy when I got my first period. I um, I'm now the girl that talks about periods, poo, ovulation, sex, cervical mucus, fertility, nearly every day of my life. So it's a very chalk and cheese experience, but that's kind of how I got into it. And um, it's very multifaceted, but there's just so many challenges in the endocrine system today for women all over. And we live in a very masculine based world. Um, and as women and menstruators, whether you run a business or don't run a business, you know, we still need to adapt to our, to the way that we live and the way that we apply ourselves. So that's why I became a menstrual cycle coach. Amazing. Amazing. And thank you for sharing your story because I think all of us coaches, we have our own experience and that's why we really focus on a particular niche because we've gone through the process and we really want to help other women and other people and inspire them to do the same. Mm, Yeah, you're spot on. So let's start talking about the phases of the menstrual cycle. What are the four phases and how can we become more in tune with them? Good question. So the four phases of the cycle, a lot of women understand that there's just one phase or there's two phases. That's the common knowledge. 
Number one is our menstruation. And the second most known phase of our cycle is ovulation. So we have four phases. And it starts with menstruation, which is the beginning of our cycle. After we menstruate, we move towards our follicular phase, which is phase two of the menstrual cycle. This is also known as our post-ovulation, sorry, post-menstruation, pre-ovulation phase of our cycle. Then we move through to ovulation, which is our peak fertility time of our cycle where we ovulate. And then after ovulation, we have post-ovulation, pre-menstruation, which is our luteal phase or luteinizing um, phase of our cycle. And then we lead back into menstruation. And I personally prefer to refer to these four phases as inner seasons of the year. Um, after studying ancestral health and Ayurveda, Indian medicine, I much prefer to like make things really simplistic to understand. And I like to link things to nature. So if you think of nature in the outer seasons of the world, we're recording this episode right now in autumn and we have other um, seasons around the world too or around the year. So we've got winter, spring and summer. There's also late summer, which is a cusp season. And then we have autumn. And we have and experience these same seasons internally. But instead of it being a full year, we experience them within a month or a cyclical four weeks or a cyclical five weeks, depending on how long a woman's cycle is. So, yeah, we can have menstruation. I like to refer to as inner winter. Then we have our follicular phase, post-menstruation, pre-ovulation, which I refer to as inner spring. And then we have um, summer, because summer comes up to spring, which is our inner um, ovulation time. And then after ovulation, we have autumn, which is our luteal or post-ovulation pre-menstrual time. Amazing. And I love hearing it from that perspective because I've got a science background. So I'm mm-hmm. about, I know what, when the cycles happen and what happens from, I guess, a physiology perspective, but I really yeah. love hearing about that from your perspective. That's awesome. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to know about it scientifically, but it's really important to know how to apply it and remember it. And so after teaching this to teens and tweens for such a long time, like adults learn very much the same way. So, yeah, the seasons are the, are the go-to. Amazing. And so then how can we get better at tracking our menstrual cycle and how can the tracking leave us feeling a lot more empowered as a woman? Mm. So there's many different ways you can track your cycle. Um, We live in a technology-filled world where tracking your cycle can be largely technically and technology-based, but I'm a big believer in using a written tracker when it comes to tracking your cycle. So if you're listening to this and you've never used a written tracker before, I recommend just heading to my website, wilson.com, or you can head to my Instagram, which is wilson.com. Emily and just downloading the free love your cycle tracker to teach you how to track your cycle with a written tracker it's printable and you can print it out if you are a businesswoman or a career woman or a planning organizational woman you'll love using a cycle tracker the reason why you'll love it is it actually helps you identify where you are in your cycle what experiences you have in your cycle and then why you might be experiencing those things at different times for cycle. So for me, tracking your cycle includes checking in with your body, cycle you're on, how do you feel nutritionally? How do you feel physically? How do you feel emotionally? And 
so on. So there's multiple different um, levels of cycle tracking. But when you're getting started, cycle tracking really teaches you and it becomes and you gain this new wisdom that you just didn't know before. And why use a written track over an app is that when you're using an app, you we live in this like tap, tap, flick, scroll society, and it's more like a tap, tap, done method with, with an app as opposed to printing an app, tracking and using a written tracker. Now, I personally also use an app, but for the connection practice, I prefer to use a written tracker. And um, I always refer to over three months, minimum three cycles is a good foundation to getting to know your cycle rhythms and your cycle patterns and why things are popping up at certain times. And once you've got that, you can, or more months, you know, depending how many cycles you'd like to track, ideally forever, keep tracking your cycle for the, you know, for the rest of your menstrual years and well into uh, wise woman years after you've, you're no longer um, menstrual is that it teaches you the rhythm of your body. It teaches you the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows of your body. And I've got like years of trackers that I could lay out and literally make a wallpaper <laughs> to track my cycle. But over time, the more you track, the more knowledge you'll gain of your body and the more awareness you'll be able to um, receive and hear what your body's actually asking for. Yeah, I love that. And I think our body tells us so much and we just need to listen to it a little bit more. I think usually mm -hmm. we get signs of what our body needs. We get signs if our body is really stressed or it's under pressure. And I think just tuning into that is just something that every woman needs to learn. Yeah, spot on. And it's so easy to do. Like, it changes your, when you start tracking your cycle, you would be beyond surprised how much it can change in your life. And I have women like, you know, when you told me that if I started doing this, I thought, Gem's crazy. Like that's never going to happen. <laughs> but no, after six months, they're like, oh my God, you were right. I didn't realize that this could do this, this, and this. And myself having done it personally for years, like more than half a decade and having worked with women for more than half a decade, it's like, all right, they're starting, there's, there's, a, there's a pattern now, you know, like, like everybody can do it and everyone will learn something and I can't 100% guarantee it, like with a money-back guarantee, but I promise you, if you put pen to paper around body awareness, it will teach you something about your body. Absolutely, and this sort of mm. leads me to the next question is how does being in tune with your menstrual cycle help you reconnect with your body and how can we, I guess, find confidence from having that power and control by knowing what our menstrual cycle is going to do? Mm. I think the biggest, the first thing that comes to mind, which I feel is the biggest, is so many women today, and this used to be myself, so I can speak to this um, very confidently. We live in a masculine-style world. You know, I, I've run different businesses i've had four different businesses in my lifetime and you know I, I was very much like do more have more be more achieve more don't stop until the job's done and we live in a world that's like that we, we live in a world that's very structured it's very masculine based it's very patriarchal and we as women have been really over the last few hundred years have been led to living a more masculine based lifestyle and that's the same in how we 
eat food, eating the same thing, you know, every day or every week and then week on week, um, moving our body the same way. For example, you know, I used to have a gym membership. I used to go to the gym religiously. Um, training wise but you know i used to do the same thing every single week regardless of where i was in my cycle and regardless of whether you have a hormonal cycle or a non-hormonal cycle aka do you have a natural ovulation and bleed or do you have a hormonally influenced menstrual bleed um, or bleed or non you might be ovulating or non-ovulating um is that everyone can still have a cyclical cycle and the more we connect with that, the more feminine we allow into our lives. And then when we connect with that feminine aspect of ourselves, it creates a deeper energetic line of alignment. And for me, this is overall long-term, the biggest difference with cycle tracking and what it can truly happen on a four-day retreat called Awaken to awaken women into these experiences with embodiment um, practice, practical exercises rather than just learning online. And when you can connect with your cycle, you're not just connecting with like, okay, I've got to sit down and write in my cycle tracker and then, oh, it's my day 25 of my cycle. I should be magnesium. And, oh, yeah, this is natural for me to have these kind of food cravings. And I'm feeling really sluggish and irritable. Okay, well, this is all in alignment with my cycle. They're great things to know. And that's the starting stage. But if over a year or two years of using a cycle tracker and connecting with your cycle on a regular basis, what happens is you start to recognize that you're truly awakening your feminine energy, your feminine essence. And you go from having to force things to happen and tick everything off your to-do list and work like a dog to get your business off the ground. Instead, you're living in alignment and things start to flow because you're in the, the energy of allowing, the energy of surrender, the energy of welcoming, and that's the feminine. I love that, lovely. And I love that you touched on energies. I've actually been wanting to speak about this on the podcast for ages because I was <laughs> a little bit the same. I was always in a very masculine energy. So I was a go-getter. Everything had to go. And sometimes I felt like I was forcing things. And it definitely mm. explained why certain things happen in my life the way they did. And I've really tried to tune into that feminine energy this year and it's amazing how different it feels it's amazing how things just flow when you're in that feminine energy yeah and it doesn't even have to be a lot of that energy it can be a small amount of that energy but it does really flow amazing and so mm. how can we then allow our body to communicate to us what it needs particularly during our menstrual cycle so i know you spoke about foods and eating different foods at different phases. Could you share a little bit more about that and what, how you, I guess, eat seasonally depending on where you are in your cycle? Mm, sure. There's lots of different ways you can support yourself cyclically as a woman and through a menstrual cycle. This can apply to all menstruating ages and post-menstrual age too. But living cyclically comes back to the things you do in your lifestyle. So it's your sleep cycle, which is also runs on a cycle. It's your digestive cycle, which also is a cycle. And it's your movement rhythm. So the way that you move your body, the way that you eat food, the way that you sleep, even your energy levels, everything can change at each of the four cycles. And it can change 
hormones. It can change because of those hormones triggering activity in the brain and the brain has different types of processes. Like if you think about it, there's some days when you're like, oh, I have to sit down and write a newsletter and the newsletter just flows out of you and you're like, I could write five of these in 30 minutes. And then two weeks later, you're like, oh, my God, I can't put a sentence together and I have to write a newsletter. <laughs> and yeah. what, what you're doing is you're actually you're forcing yourself, and this is on a business aspect, you're forcing yourself to have the same activity, activity every week. When your body is, as a menstruator, is not designed like that. It's designed to have ebbs and flows in productivity, ebbs and flows in energy, and ebbs and flows in digestion, uh, metabolization and production, um, ebbs and flows in detoxification, ebbs and flows in the way that you want to move and your ability to move. So it's always changing. And one of the things you mentioned or in the question was about food. And changing your food is such a simple thing to do, but it's also extremely against what society says. So when you're eating in tune with your cycle, you're really aligning your food. So you're eating in tune with your inner winter, you're eating in tune with your inner spring, your inner summer and inner autumn. And when you do that, you actually serve the body's biological makeup and the physical things it has going on or the different pathways it has going on at those different times of your cycle. This episode is brought to you by the Stressless Journal. After spending most of my 20s chronically stressed, I came down with a mystery chronic illness at the end of 2015, which I'm sure was caused by my inability to manage stress and anxiety. While on my journey to better health, I discovered journaling. And it helped me so, so much in dealing with my stress and anxiety and in processing my feelings and emotions. And this is why I created the Stressless Journal. The Stressless Journal was created to encourage modern professional perfectionist women to take back control of their stress and to help them create more balance in their life. The journal provides women with tools to help them view stress in a different light and to better manage the impact that it has in their lives. It encourages women to take back control and help them live their lives in the present moment. If stress is something you struggle with on a daily basis, then this journal is for you. You can purchase your copy of the Stressless Journal by heading to the Knowing Her Wellness website shop, www.knowingherwellness, or one word, .com.au forward slash shop forward slash. Now let's get back into today's episode. And then I guess from a stress perspective, and I know you work with a lot of women, how does stress impact our periods, our flow, the quality of our period? What are some of the symptoms and signs that you see? Oh, my God. Do we have all day to talk about this topic? <laughs> yes. Um, just stress. <laughs> Technically, so I'm a, um, a certified natural fertility teacher, so natural contraception. And one of the big, it's a clinical name, stress cycle. And I'm not talking about just being stressed. I'm talking about how stress impacts your menstrual cycle. Yeah. Most women, and these aren't stats, this is just what I've noticed in my own practice, like my own um, business, because I don't technically run a practice. I don't practice on people. I coach and guide and support people. So in my coaching, 
I would say at least 80 to 85% of women that I've worked with, present and past, all have a stress cycle or are impacted by a stress cycle. So anytime you're stressed, whether it's you're stressed because you had a late night, you're stressed because the kids are yelling at you and you're trying to get your work done and you're trying to be a mom or you're, and you're trying to be a parent, whatever it might be. You're stressed because someone cut you off on the road. You're stressed because you lost your job. You're stressed because you had an argument with a, you know, a loved one, partner, friend, um, child, whatever it is. That stress changes your body's natural rhythm. And when your natural rhythm changes, it can change other rhythms in the body. So if you're stressed, you're more likely to either be burnt out or highly wired. And that then changes your endocrine system and your body's ability to produce hormones, but also your body's ability to feel safe and supported. So stress is a huge impactor when it comes to women's menstrual cycles. And I noticed dramatically when COVID first had its outbreak in, you know, 2020, those first three to five months, every woman's cycle was just all over the shop. <laughs> like I was getting bombarded by questions about like, oh my God, my period's four days late. And oh my God, you know, it came 12 days early <laughs> and everyone's freaking out about it, but there's different ways you can learn what that actually means. But that was because as a global consciousness all over the world, we we're experiencing stress. So you might have not have been stressed in your house, but you're living in a stressful environment in a rural area or not, still seeing stress or hearing about it on the radio, on the news, uh, on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or LinkedIn or wherever it is, you're still uh, exposed to these stresses. And I haven't even talked about regular environmental stress, like the stress of being in the sun too long or the stress of um, pollution in the air. All of this can impact your body and your cycle. And the number one reason why, you know, we, like women are put on the planet is to reproduce. Like that's the goal of life is, to, is reproduction. And then other people decided that we'd make jobs and build houses and get married. And like, ultimately, if you think of your body as an, as an animal, your body's responsibility is to live and make babies and reproduce and so that's the core focus of the body anything that throws that off focus as in that takes away from the purpose of reproduction can hinder reproduction so if the body doesn't feel safe and supported it's not going to be able to reproduce it probably won't even ovulate you'll have a delayed ovulation or you just won't ovulate at all and then you have an extremely long cycle all of these things are all related to stress and I feel stressed just talking about it. <laughs> Even though like, I don't get highly impacted by stress in my yeah. menstrual cycle because I'm very good at you know, having specific routines and you know, I run a business myself and I work with people from all over the world and I'm constantly changing in time zones and you know, I like to travel and I run events and doing all of that is fun and I love it, but I'm really aware of what practical things can I put in place to make sure that I am constantly giving to my body and living in alignment with my body. Absolutely. And I think yeah. that's why I became a stress coach. We just forget like stress is a part of life and it's not till we take full control and, you know, get help managing that stress that we just sort of carry on and we just accept that it's a part of life. And it's not till you become unwell or the stress 
impacts your health and well-being that you realize what an impact it has on your overall health and well-being and I think that's why it's important not only with menstrual cycles but other disorders to really manage it a little bit better and get some control over it totally and I think too on that it's important to recognize that you can't escape stress like I know people this is just my my outlook on the menstrual cycle aspect of stress you can't escape it you can't escape the fact that you might be running late to work and get every red light along the way that can change and like your 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 nervous system response you can't escape the fact that you might get to work or run a business and have an employee yell at you and say you will change your state in your body. You can't escape those stresses. But what you can do is, I don't like the word train, but you can learn how to respond to stress rather than react to stress. And that is all tendencies of a healthy masculine energy. So when you are in your masculine we all need feminine and masculine but when you're in your masculine what energy do you have and are you coming at your stress in a responsive way or a reactive way and it's very easy to be reactive because we live in a reactive world but if you're aware that you can respond to stress and stressful situations and stressful encounters as opposed to react you can actually just better balance your body yeah totally and I don't know if that was a good analogy or not. <laughs> no, no, I love it. No, and I think you're so right. And then so for someone like yourself who has lost their period before, what are some mm-hmm. actionable steps that women can take to try and regain their period? And I'm sure you have a wealth of knowledge, but I guess just some actionable tips that women can take to get their periods back and to get their body back to balance. Mm, okay, this is a really good question. Um, I like to look at it in the sense that if you had a challenge with your gut health, you would go and see a naturopath or a dietitian. If you have a challenge with your cycle, go and see someone who works with a cycle. <laughs> that's my, that's, this is what I wish I did. Yeah. I, um, going and getting your bloods tested by a doctor is, is very helpful. Um, but there's always more that you can do than what necessarily like a Western practicing, um, physician might be able to offer. So first thing is if you've missed your period or you've got it, you've lost it, you're like doing the salute, like where the hell's my period (laughs) is I would, (laughs) I like to teach in a fun way is um, I would make sure that you just want to check in with your body and explore, okay, what changes have I had in my life that could be creating change in my body? And so often that's a change in your contraceptive goals or your contraceptive method. For example, coming off hormonal contraception is very common, not normal, but it's common for many women to, you know, miss a period for a few days, a few days or months even. So that's the first one is check what lifestyle factors have changed and is that creating change in my body? So that's one. The next thing would be get support, get help. You know, I really truly feel, and this isn't to like gloat my own boat necessarily, But your menstrual cycle, if you can learn about your cycle in like a three to six month period of time, it will serve you for the rest of your life. And I won't just serve you, it'll serve all the women around you and the women that you might create, aka children. So I, like my oldest client at the moment is 54, going through menopause. And 
you know, she, even though she's only learning about her menstrual cycle now and she's like, God, I wish I had learned this in my 20s, she can still learn about it and it will still benefit her well into the future. Yeah. Even when she's not menstruating, you still have a cycle. It's just not a menstrual cycle, but you still have a cycle as a woman. So learning about this um, for yourself and gaining support in that is literally going to be one of the best things you can do so you don't feel alone and you don't feel confused and frustrated. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's really scary. Like I've had girlfriends that have lost their periods. I've never lost my period, but there was a period of time there where I wasn't very well and I could definitely see the difference in my flow and my quality. And like you said, I think it's really important to get help and get all the necessary testing, but just make sure you see someone who really looks at that part of health. Yeah. It's really, um, it's so easy to get lost in it, right? So they're the two things. The other thing, like the are quite simple things, is treat your body kindly. Just to wrap up on that question, you know, treat your body kindly. Eat close to nature. Move your body regularly. Doesn't mean you have to do CrossFit and sweat your balls out. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> You know, move your body. Is that going for a walk? Is it laying down and doing some yin yoga at home? Is it going for a hike with the kids? Is it playing on the beach with the kids? Is it hanging out the washing and playing with your dog? Just moving your body. So eating close to nature, moving your body, getting good clean air, so bringing your body back into calm state, which I'm sure you teach everybody anyway. Um, yeah. Um, but, like, those three are really good. The other thing I would suggest, strongly suggest, is getting good nutritional support with nutritional products. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I never thought about that, you know, a lot of women will use a prenatal multivitamin, not very good quality prenatal multivitamins, but they'll use a prenatal multivitamin to support their, mens their menstrual cycle to conceive. But you do realise that the body as a woman's, like, entire endocrine system is designed to always conceive so wouldn't you want your cycle to be healthy all the time <laughs> because when your cycle is healthy all the time then you have overall health all the time yeah. so i would strongly suggest if your body's not ovulating you could either be toxic or deficient so deficiency is a really easy thing that you can you know build on and work on so making sure your body's getting the right nutrients to contribute to produce the right hormones that it needs to produce ovulation because if you're not ovulating you're not going to menstruate so i'm not even concerned with your bleed i'm concerned with your ovulation and so nutrients can be really supportive with, with eating it you know eating close to nature moving your body introducing stress reducing exercises or mechanisms in your life getting support um, tracking your cycle even without bleeding you can still track your cycle and i teach that in the free download thing that you can get those are the best supportive things you can do Amazing. And so yeah. thank you so much for all that amazing knowledge. And so where can people find you if they want to work with you? What offerings have you got coming up um, that you could share with the audience? And I'll mm. make sure I'll pop this in the show notes as well. But I'd love to just finish off the episode with you sharing all about you and what you have. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. I always have things coming up. <laughs> I'm actually um, at the time that we're recording this in April, um, in May, the end of May, which is the 20, hang on, the 30th of May, 2021, I'll be actually running um, the Well Women Retreat Day in Melbourne. Amazing. 
amazing. Um, I, and I run this online, but I also run it too. But we're coming to Melbourne for the first time, visiting Seddon and running the Well Women Retreat Day with a limited eighteen to twenty women in 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 a, like a very intimate space. So, if you'd love to learn more about that, you know, I've got links on my website. The other thing that I have coming up is I'm about to launch, which is very new in my business, but a menstrual cycle coaching certification program to teach women who are in different areas of wellness to be able to guide other menstruators in understanding their menstrual cycle. Um, so that's another fun project I'm working on. And, um, you know, I'm, I always have stuff going out, lots of free content. So if you're wanting to learn about your cycle, um, I've got the Well Women podcast. I've got the, you know, lots of free downloads on my website regularly and lots of on my Instagram. So if you have to learn anything about your cycle, I'd love to be able to guide and support you. So everything's on my website. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, darling. And I'll make sure that I pop all that in the show notes. Thank you again for your time and energy today. I know the audience will get so much out of this episode. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Knowing Her Wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to Be Stressed.